Good morning and thanks for listening in. Happy Friday to you. This is the daily morning update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 10th of November. Before we begin, let me start by wishing you and your families a very happy Deepavali. May the new year be prosperous and bright. Now, turning to the top news that we're tracking, we're looking at statements made by a few members of the Fed. Among them, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said that the US central bank won't hesitate to tighten policy further if appropriate and reiterated that the central bank isn't fully confident that it has tightened enough to return inflation to 2%. That's based on a Bloomberg report. Powell was speaking at an event organized by the International Monetary Fund when he said that the central bank will move carefully to avoid the risk of over-tightening. Meanwhile, at a separate event, two Fed Reserve officials said that the US economy still hasn't felt the full effect of past interest rate increases and indicated that it would slow further. That statement was made by Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin and was echoed by Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostich. Remember, the Fed funds rate is currently at a range of 525 to 5.5%, which is the highest level in 22 years. Bond yields, which had spiked across the curve in the US, have now come off quite substantially over the past couple of weeks, and the 10-year Treasury yield was at 4.64% last I checked. Now, there's an important update from Moody's Investor Services on the state of the Indian economy. It said that India will be more resilient to external shocks but in the absence of higher trade openness, it would likely continue to face challenges in raising longer-term growth potential and creating enough jobs for its young and growing population. Yet, the country is the least vulnerable to a balance of payments crisis because of its larger and more diversified export sector, as well as better macroeconomic policy management, which has allowed it to accumulate and maintain adequate foreign exchange reserves. By the way, the credit rating agency also upgraded the ratings of Tata Motors and Jaguar Land Rover to BA3 with a positive outlook. And it said that the improved credit profile, along with strong profitability and free cash flow of Tata Motors, helped it reduce its borrowings despite higher capital expenditure. In more international news, Israel's army has said that it would enact limited and temporary pauses in the fighting in Gaza to allow more Palestinians in the north of the territory to escape to the south. The White House said that Israel would pause its military operations in areas of northern Gaza for four hours every day. And they said that, or rather US officials said, that the move was a result of diplomacy amid growing international pressure for action to ease the delivery of aid and the evacuation of civilians. Palestinian officials, meanwhile, reported that eight people were killed in clashes with the Israeli army. That's based on a report by Bloomberg. Now, I checked Brent crude, which has fallen quite dramatically in the recent past, and it was still hovering below the $80 per barrel mark. Now, there's one more large global story to tell you about. Bloomberg has reported that the world's biggest bank, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, was hit by a cyber attack that stopped it from clearing trades that forced clients to reroute transactions. The state-owned bank told clients that trading of treasuries had been impacted and that 
its U.S. subsidiary seemed to have experienced the problem. The extent of the disruption wasn't immediately clear, though, but some market participants have reported that liquidity in Treasury market hadn't been affected. Now, in international markets, U.S. stocks ended with cuts and the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 0.6%, while the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq declined 0.8% and 0.9% respectively. In the Asia-Pacific region this morning, all three early rises have begun with cuts. And now let me hand it over to Neeraj to tell you how we're gearing up for the start of trade here in India. Morning, Neeraj. Over to you. Good morning, Alex. Well, Jerome Powell notwithstanding, uh, other Fed spokespeople notwithstanding, and the slight uptick uh, that we saw overnight in crude and yields notwithstanding, things uh, were looking a bit skittish for the headline indices, and which is why we've had two lackluster days. Uh, and yesterday, even the broader markets flatlined, which is the interesting piece. With 19,400 seeing the large call OI build up, I reckon that is likely the strong support for the day. And I think we take it a day at a time. Uh, let's not try and preempt too much about a building trend because I don't think trends are getting built in the current volatile scenario. What is looking interesting though is that some sectors which are showing some fundamentally strong performances are continuing to see gains. Real estate is a case in point. After the pause day before yesterday was, or the day before, day before yesterday, yesterday was a good move. Uh, day before yesterday was a good move as well. So there's a bit of a recouping every, every time that these stocks see some bit of a correction. And we're seeing the broader healthcare space also starting to do well with every single day we are having some movers. Yesterday's session saw Metropolis, Apollo hospitals do really well. We've seen pharma stocks largely do okay. Um, it was, yes, a bit of a surprise that Lupin didn't, but be that as it may, let's see if Aurobindo does that work today. Flows were wobbly today. It's a large cell number as well from the FI side, and maybe that is something that is proving to be a bit of a bummer for markets. What about specific stocks? Well, before I get to results, Tata Motors could be interesting because of the upgrade by Moody's. Or hell could be interesting. It's in the contract with the Airbus uh, at Nash for a MRO, civil MRO facility for A320 aircrafts at Nashik. Or a Blue Jet Healthcare, wherein the Maharashtra Pollution Control Board has issued closure notice on water and air pollution laws. So watch out for these three stocks two positives, one negative. Then some results. I'll start off with the week one, which is campus active wear, because it just looked very, very wobbly. Revenues were down 22% at 259 versus estimated 353. What was the margins? 9.5% versus 13% and versus Bloomberg estimates of 17%. So the margins came off. Pat was down 97% as a result and other because of other reasons as well. So not a good, not an active quarter, if you will. What did well? Subros, very strong quarter. Revenue is up 17%, highest ever quarterly sales and highest ever quarterly EBITDA as well. Margins at 8.63% was a strong uptick. And as a result of which the profit after tax was up 2.7 times at 26 crores versus 9 crores. The estimates were about 20 crores. So it's come out smelling like roses. And considering the potential AC supply on trucks on mandatory implementation from Jan 2025 and growth potentially newer businesses and newer clients like Frongs, Jimny, diversification to railways, Subros looks like an interesting bet. Uh, in terms of a stock price reaction this morning. Force Motors had a good good quarter too. 
Revenues were up 42%, margins at 12.48 versus 7.84, nearly 450 basis points margin expansion. As a result, PAT up about 5x at 93 crores, strong showing here. Aurobindo Pharma, one more pharma name which has done well. Revenues at 7.219 versus estimated 6.767, but it was the margin performance, 19.43 versus 17.6, which was impressive. PAT up 83%, so that looked okay. As far as I think of pharma also, not a bad set of numbers, yes. Um, the margins are largely in line at that base. 31% uptake in revenue, 60% uptake in PAT. Good going there. BEML, again, good numbers. Margin expansion as a result of which the PAT was up 3.2x. And Z didn't have that bad a quarter, you have to admit. Much better than estimated. Strong quarter for companies like Phenotex, Parag Milk and Magat Sugar as well. So do watch out for those. What didn't do well was HCC and GMM Fordler HCC. 19% downtake in revenues, margins came off, pad down 98%. And GMM Fordler, while the revenue numbers looked okay, actually the numbers not that bad to be honest. Sorry, I take back my words. Revenues were okay 20%, margins flatlined, and pad was down 27% because of a deferred tax write back in the corresponding quarter the last time. Net net, some results and some stocks in news. Let's see how some of these react. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great Friday and an even better weekend.